The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Chair for Public Expenditure Pascal Donoghue confirmed in the Doyle yesterday that indeed he did breach electoral rules during the 2020 election. Having detailed the corporate donations in question, uh, Pascal Donoghue then apologised for the disruption that the controversy has caused. Uh, should that be the end of the matter? Well, uh, I don't think Sinn Féin would agree. And I'm joined by Mairead Farrell, Sinn Féin TD for Galway West and party spokesperson on public expenditure and reform. Mairead, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Thanks for having me on. Now, tell us, uh, what was your reaction to uh, Pascal Donoghue's speech in the Doyle yesterday? Look, I, I think for most people, Pat, and um, I'd say a lot of the listeners will be in agreement with me on this one, it just seems to have been one of those kind of farcical situations whereby every single time um, the minister got up and spoke, whether it be on the Sunday week ago when he first um, talked about it, then um, the following Wednesday, then the Thursday, then um, again yesterday, the story just seems to um, keep changing and there seems to be more information and new information coming to light and I think as a result of that people I would say um, are left more confused than anything um, in relation to uh, what, what ha- this, this entire story so uh, to be honest do I think that everything is clear uh, clear cut after yesterday no I, I have to say I actually don't um, I didn't think it was one of those situations whereby a minister comes in front of the doll and everything is um, very clear and, and we know that there's no um, outstanding questions or outstanding issues. Um, I really didn't feel that um, the, minister, the minister put it to rest yesterday at all. Um, so what do you think should happen on, on foot of that? Well, uh, to be honest, Pat, I kind of think that from the get-go what um, Pascal Donoghue should have done was just been very clear and very honest in relation to everything um, that had happened. And he w- hadn't done that. And if we think, if we look back on last Wednesday when he initially addressed it all and, and refused to take questions, um, my colleague Pierce Doherty asked him in relation to the 2020 um, general election and had Michael Stone been any, of any assistance to him at that point. He um, he refused to answer the question at, the, at that point. Now he tells us that he that Michael Stone wasn't aware that, or had totally forgotten that he had assisted him in the 2020 election and only when um, it was raised again in the doll um, by Pierce Doherty did he remember and um, a light was shone and he remembered yeah. that he had given that assistance. But so, I mean, is, I this, mean I is this a firing offence? That's the, the bottom line. D- does Sinn Féin think that this kind of uh, omission, uh, although the amounts are trivial enough, um, the, the fact of the omission, is that a firing offence? You see, I think, Pat, what we actually really need is actually just to have full clarity on this. And, the, and like, if we if we think about it, um, you know, the fact that the story keeps changing um, is something that just has added total and utter confusion. And I think what Pascal really needs to do is just be very clear as to exactly what has happened and lay all the facts on the table. I mean, given the fact that there's been new information has been coming nearly every day since this whole st- scandal broke, um, I really do think that, um, like, at this point, Pat, can I say hand on heart that uh, new information won't come out in the in today or in the coming days. No, I, I really can't um, because it hasn't been one of those things where it's been very clear cut from the very beginning. Um, and I, I do think that it is something that it does anger people, to be honest, Pat. And I think sometimes in... Um the discussions that I've heard on the radio on that, it, it, you know, it's kind of been like, oh, it, it doesn't impact on people. But if we look at the, the government over the last three years, um, you know, there's been these kind of scandals in terms of whether it be lobbying, whether it be um, issues around SIPO or that, where the, these kind of ethical um, questions whereby um, the, the people will look at, and public people will look at this kind of public life and be wondering to themselves really and truthfully, yeah. um, is it that, you know, people in positions of um, power and influence have... Um, you know, have a 
have a clearer yeah. line to, to But is, isn't there a problem here that when you are in the glass house you can't really f- uh, throw stones uh, and you know if you're making these kind of criticisms of Pascal Donoghue and others you yourselves have got to be above reproach and the stories have been coming about Sinn Féin it appears that at least in one case the Royal Irish Academy you don't pay your bills you were invoiced and you didn't pay a bill uh, for a room that was rented that was uh, for, for a particular election launch so yeah so yeah, I just so why why, why did you not pay the bill I mean it was sauce for the goose sauce for the gander um, you didn't pay a bill well, first of all, we don't actually genuinely don't have a record of receiving that um, invoice. So obviously, um, we've contacted. So them do you expect the Royal Irish Academy to to, to no? Even this if you didn't get the invoice, does it mean even if you don't get the invoice, does it mean you presume that the Royal Irish Academy was a donor to Sinn Fein and therefore it should have been put down as a gift, if you like, um, to help your election efforts? I think that that's a very far-fetched um, way. Well, it's of not. Either you owe them. If you don't, if you if you use this, no, hang on. If you use the service and you didn't pay for it, that effectively is a gift. If, on the other hand, the invoice was lost uh, and you didn't pay the invoice, well, perhaps whoever was your organizer of those particular events should have wondered why didn't I get a bill for that, or was it like Pascal Donoghue's an oversight? Uh, come, on, uh, come on now, uh, Pat. Like, uh, no, I'm just wondering because no, 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 it sauce is, for the goose. It is, it, it, was it an oversight? It, 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 was it an oversight? It, it, well, of course. It, it, mistake, I mean, we have no record of receiving it. So if it could have been an oversight, absolutely. But Pat, uh, Pat, the point here is that this was raised with Pascal in 2017, right? This was the, um, what, that's now nearly six years ago, okay? And he he didn't rectify it at that point. He says that he did a thorough investigation, but clearly not that much of a thorough investigation if now um, five, six years later he's dealing with it again. Not only that, then there seems to have been an issue with the 2020, three years after yeah. it had been raised with him in 2017. So Come on now, Pat, I think. Um, what no, we hang on a be, second. Um, this bill that you accrued in the Royal Irish Academy was in 2016. And uh, six years later, you're not wondering, or seven years later almost, you're not wondering about it. Um, there are questions. And uh, the Independent today, which has been looking back at some of the election expenses of the parties, Fine Gael spent 232194 as declared by them in the 2016 election. Fianna Fáil spent 47000 Labour 44000 Sinn Féin spent under 4,000. And, and that was on one invoice. So basically, you'd no expenses for the 2016 election, bar one I, okay, video well, production. First of all, Pat, I think you should let me answer the question because um, yeah, it's please. only a benefit to the listen, listeners and our, ourselves. So first of all, let me be very clear here in relation to this. This is not, this doesn't relate to some kind of a political donation from a wealthy individual to a political party, right? I think that needs to be very clear here. The other thing that I would say is that, as I said, we didn't have a record of the invoice, right? Um, and it, it, as a result, it wasn't included in our return seven years ago. But see anything. So therefore, the been, service uh, no, was provided on, free. Pat, Hang on a second. I, I've asked you several point. times, if you got the service and didn't pay for it, that was a political donation. But Pat, you're literally not. Every time I try and speak, you're, you're trying to speak over me. And which look, I, no, I no, I'm asking you to it's, answer it's the of question. No benefit to the yeah. So what I've said, well, look, uh, Pat, I've been very clear in relation to this. Any single time that an issue has been raised with us, we have of course immediately um, gone and made sure that everything that we've done is correct. This is not what has happened to the minister. This is the minister who had previously had responsibility over SIPO and who now again has power over SIPO. 
Ciplo. And as I have a bill um, pack coming in front of the doll that will be asking for the for Cipo to get for the government to finally give Cipo the powers that they have literally been begging this government, who Pascal Donny, who has been a member of, for additional powers. I would have thought that this would be the perfect opportunity for the government to say, well, look. We see that these issues have arisen. Let's give um, SIPO the powers to investigate breaches. But the, the government haven't done that. And it'll be a very interest, a key, a keen interest for myself yeah. to see whether the government will be willing to do that. OK, but and I, I do you favour the expanding of the SIPO powers uh, to cover... Oh, absolutely, yes. All, I've been to cover, for a long time. To cover all fundraising. So I think that the... So SIPO have literally had... Um, a, a, document after document that they've put out that they've explained exactly what kind of powers that, they lo- that they're looking for. And one of the key powers that they want, right, is that they can actually investigate a breach without receiving a complaint. So that means, Pat, if you felt that I had breached something that you would be able to go to SIPO, but at this point what should actually happen is that SIPO could say, well, do you know what, we think there's an issue here, we're going to go and we're going to investigate it. As well as that, what we actually need to do is have SIPO lay their report in front of the doll um, on an annual basis rather than it just going to the minister. Because clearly, Pat, if we've learned anything over the last few weeks, whether it be what has happened with the resignation of Damien English or now this whole furore with um, Pascal Donoghue, is that we need this kind of debate um, in the doll, And it's really important that we discuss out these um, issues uh, in the doll. So I really do think, Pat, that there's few powers that are, that are really needed. Another thing that SIPO have long been calling for is that um, liabilities are actually included as part of the declarations. And that wouldn't include the family home and it would be over um, a significant sum. But that's something, again, that the, that SIPO have been calling for. Something, again, that this well, government... What do you mean, liab- explain that, that to me well. about liabilities? So it would mean that if there was um, big debts outside the family home, um, that that would be included. That is something that was part of the public sector standards bill that the entire, um, gov- uh, all parties had um, had supported on two occasions within government mm. and that that, um, that okay, failed so, so to go through. Th- th- so look, there is issues with ethics. We've known that for a long time. What the government decided to do was yeah. rather than actually bring in those powers, they decided to do an ethics review. Now we have a minister who is supposed to be on top of that review who has said okay, that he but- can't can, can I ask you this, take Emirate, part in that review and that it needs to be is, um, if you want, If you want total transparency, uh, and I was reading Michael McDool's article, no friend of Sinn Féin's, I think it's fair to say, um, he was talking about the uh, huge amounts of money that you guys raise in Australia and the US. He was talking about the monies, the expenses that you get from Westminster, even though yeah, you're abstentionist there and so on. There are lots of sums of money that uh, Sinn Féin doesn't have to account to SIPO for. Uh, do you think all of those should also be uh, drawn into the maw of SIPO? Well, I suppose, Pat, just to be clear here, right, we're talking about um, one person, individual who has clearly come out and said that he is not SIPO compliant, right? And then we're talking about us being completely SIPO compliant. Um, anything that SIPO but, has But you're not. You're, for, you're not. Uh, we, for 2016, you're not, as we know from the report in The Independent any today. Any single time, Pat, that something has been raised with us, we have immediately... Um, rectified it, right? We are also calling for SIPO to actually have the powers to go and investigate if they see that there's a breach rather than have to wait around for a complaint. Those are all things that SIPO actually want, right? And not only that, but we support. So would that mean that they can investigate us? Of course it would mean that they could investigate us if they felt that they needed to. But for example, the point I made earlier about having 
basically zero expenses for the 2016 election, except for one video costing €3,722. Should SIPO look at that and say that's not credible? Well, it's up to SIPO to investigate what they, what they wish. No, to no, I'm just wondering, because I looked at that and I said, so. that's bizarre. Like one video, actually, no cost of posters, no cost of this, no cost of that, no cost of the other. I mean, is that the kind of thing that SIPO uh, like should have been raising? Like, uh, you know. if CIPO, well, OK, first of all, right, um, we were well within our spending limits in the 2016 general election. We also do produce things in-house in terms of um, videos and all that. And we also did a lot of the... Um, say, the press conferences and that um, around um, our own, um, within our headquarters. Well, you but used hotels. Is, no, no, but, hang on. The report Pat, says in the Indo, like if, you read, if you read the independent report today, it says that you did you do several events around hotels. Now, if they didn't invoice you, then it becomes a, a gift. If they did invoice you, presumably you paid for it and there's no accounting for that payment. So where are we? Well, Pat, now you're trying to suggest that we, we, we're somehow were aren't with it is simple compliant on a whole new level that you no, know just, I, this is reporting today's independent that. written so, by Finan no, no, Sheen but, but you are at the end of the day so look I mean just to be very clear here we're actually talking about a minister who has responsibility over SIPO, who has responsibility over ethics, who is now has to recuse himself from those responsibilities because he has not been compliant. And not only because he hasn't been compliant, but because he actually failed to become compliant once it was raised with him six years ago. And not only that, then... Three years later, in another election, it seems to be that he got, okay. received that same support from a, a yeah. from a wealthy individual. And not only that, he didn't want to even tell us or he didn't know or whatever it may be, whatever you want to believe yourself. He doesn't tell us until okay. the following weekend at all. Uh, finally, Mairead, just the big political picture here, uh, Sinn Féin doing really well in the polls. 34%, I think, was the last one. Fine Gael down at 19%, Fianna Fáil at 24%. Um, this would be a great time for you to have a general election. So get rid of Pascal. The House of Cards falls. Bingo. Sinn Féin in power. Is that the big picture that I'm perhaps missing? I, I, or no, I, I, like, To be honest, Pat, and you can look back on uh, all my doll speeches and my committee appearances and everything like that. I have been raising the issue of ethics, um, whether it be within SIPO or getting additional powers, whether it be in having a lobbying, um, a bill that is actually fit for purpose um, and all that over the last three years that I've been in the doll. So this is actually something that I feel extremely strongly about. And I'll tell you why, Pat, right? When we have a society where people have felt completely left out and left behind and, and for valid reasons, because people are in serious homeless situations, serious housing situations. We've seen what has happened in the health um, service over the last um, number of weeks, but of course over the last number of years, and that people continuously feel that they have okay, been left so behind you want them forgotten out, by government. I think that ethics... No, I'm, I'm talking here now about ethics, right? Of course, I w- of course I would not want to see a Sinn Féin government, Pat. I, I don't think that that would be something that anybody would be shocked from to hear me say. But it's about um, influence and power as well. And I think it is really important that we have um, a government and that we have a society whereby everybody feels that they have the same ac- access and influence okay. to, to, to government and that they feel that the government is actually listening to them because this government has not been and it, and it is very reflective in their policies. Okay. Mairead, thank you very much for joining us. Mairead Farr- a Sinn Féin TD for Galway West and that party's spokesperson on public expenditure and reform. 
The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.